Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Ultimate Texas Podcast with the Rowdy Loafers. I'm uh, your host, Chris Conradical. I've got uh, my good old compadre here, the famous suit Steve and Fireball Bill. Got Matt Bryce on here today. We're going to be talking about some great stuff from the uh, the Federal Grill. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the uh, Ultimate Texas Podcast. Kind of changed a little bit from the Rowdy Loafer Podcast. so We're still Rowdy yeah. Loafers. We're st- we yes. are the Rowdy Loafers, and you go back to episode one, two, so you can see the... Uh, just how it, rowdy we were. Just how rowdy we were. We were <laughs> you had a lot more drinking us probably at those, those early yeah, stages, probably. right? You learn yeah. over time, That's yet right? To be <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. But the cool thing is now we have the audio version, so you can find us on Podbean and all the uh, you know the majority of Different some of platforms. those those platforms uh, that you can listen to us. So we're trying to make it cool with the uh, the audio version, along with the YouTube versions that you can see uh, and you can watch. You know, see his his beautiful face here. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so excited. We got Matt Bryce here. Man, we we were at an event yesterday with Michael Berry that he kind of yeah. threw that whole thing. It was awesome. So was, I, I've never been to that location, so I was... Oh, was, really? Yeah, that, that's the first time at that location. Uh, I usually go to the Shepherd location. So, but thank yeah. you for coming on, man. It's a real pleasure for, uh, for us to have you here. And uh, I know you're like the busiest guy in the world as well. Yeah, so not quite. Here. I mean, come on. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for asking me to <laughs> be on. Man. I'm not the most interesting person in the world, but I'll, I'll see what I have for <laughs> well, you, okay? We'll find yeah. that out here yeah. soon. But we had a great time yesterday anyway. So yeah. we had, I don't know, there's a couple hundred people in, in his restaurant. And he shut it down just for the, the group of guys that was all there. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Man, you know, you guys know Michael. Michael Berry is a near and dear friend of mine. And uh, obviously what he does for our community is just unbelievable. So when he calls you, you take care of him. Right on. Right? Yeah. You take care of everybody else. So we, we just reciprocate. And, you know, I was happy yeah. to do that. And then, of course, Mattress Mac. Can't be him walking in as well, right? It was I pretty mean, I amazing. I grew up to this guy, like jumping around. Yeah, just as, it's, it's like my idol. I didn't like all the, the Texas gear that he had. I know, right? University of Texas, because we are Aggies. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know. Any Texas team is great. I know that you came to Texas, right? So you're, yeah. you came from uh, Boston, is that right? I did, right outside of Boston. I grew up there and uh, you know got here as fast as I could, that's for yeah. sure. My wife is born and raised here in Houston. Okay. Huge, huge family. Yep, yeah. huge family. About 125 of us within the surrounding area oh, here. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So they all went local here, St. Thomas High School and St. Agnes, all the guys, all the women. Yeah. Kind of cool. So it's nice. And yeah. once I got here, I knew it was home. You know, I've been trying to get here. I was operating some other restaurants before they weren't mine, and I was flying back and forth, and uh, I fell in love with it. And we found a location. This is the food city. I this mean, is an awesome is. food really? city. I mean, it's it's. Uh, so I travel around the world, and I come back, and you can get so much of great Italian food, great French food, yep. I mean, any, everything. The you, Asian community is fantastic here. Without, it is, actually. It's un, absolutely unbelievable in certain areas. You can go to Bel Air, right? And there's right. huge. I travel the world as well. And when I do, I go to New York a lot. And so when I go to New York, I'll go for like two or three days. I lived in Manhattan for seven years. Mm-hmm. And when I go up there, I'll go for two or three days and I'll visit at least 30 restaurants. Wow. I have a plan. When I go, appetizer, drink. I won't drink at all 30. I'll probably die. But okay, I, I do. I don't, I don't eat at all the restaurants, okay? But yeah. I do have a it's cocktail. A right. here. Yeah, exactly. No, but I go in and I look at ambiance. I look at, you know, I may not even have dinner or whatever, but I'll look at the ambiance. I'll look at the menu. I'll look at the pricing. I'll look at the decor, whatever it is. And then you come back. But when I come back to Houston, I'm like, man, we got a lot on all these other cities, yeah. right? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. 
So you're right. It's a foodie town. It has become, look at the heights is unbelievable. Yeah. What's grown in the last 10 years. I opened my first restaurant where you go in Shepherd uh, 10 years ago. I actually had a 10 year anniversary party. It was off the chain. It was unbelievable. Wow. Oh yeah. Talk about, I thought I was 21 again, <laughs> but it, it, it was pretty cool. It was awesome. And so, and to see where it was 10 years ago and where we are today, it's not even near where it was well, Before. from my perspective, yeah. it's mind-boggling because we we were there when you opened up, and then yeah. and it's like almost we talked about earlier. It's almost like an overnight success, and I know yeah. you worked really <laughs> struggled to get there. It's a big but, joke, but, right? Yeah. but you yeah. have but you have one store, and the next thing you know, it's like you've had six or five. Or yeah, one, and it just keeps growing. It's like how does that happen that quick? But so it doesn't. <laughs> right. But that's the thing; it doesn't because what people right. don't see is they see the success now, but what they don't see is the first seven years that we were open. I'll tell you what: the first two years. We were not making any money. We were broke. My wife and I never owned a house before, nothing. And I cooked every single day, every day for the first seven and seven and a half years. The first two, two and a half years, we were losing money. I had to go back and kept begging for more money to an investor. And I'd be like, listen, I need 5000 I need 5000 There was times where we could not make payroll. And I'd call my wife and be like, listen, we always made payroll, by the way. But I'd call her and I'd say, listen, payroll's coming in about an hour. This is where they used to bring it to you. It wasn't direct deposit, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, can you please go intercept the bag? Just drive around for about an hour. I had a $500 watch. She had a purse at the time. And I'd be like, do you mind? She goes, my wife's a badass. She'd wow, be like, awesome. just do it. So I'd go and pawn it go to the bank, put it in there. Like pe- mm. people don't see that, That's right? Nice. So, and, and man, I look back and I still get the chills. We talk about it a lot and we talk about, God, how did we get here? Then all of a sudden you open your second restaurant, which was three weeks before COVID, by the way, that was our second restaurant. That was the one you the went Katie to yesterday. That was on, yeah. Uh, yeah, the one no, you guys were at. Mm-hmm. I-, I 10, yeah. And that one opened up gangbusters the first three weeks and then bam, shut down, right? But before that, again, we, we were struggling for a long, long time. And then we opened up that second one and we had to shut down with COVID. That was just, uh, it was crazy times That's at that time. That's kind of where you got a lot of press, right? I mean, it was just yeah. this but thing. He stood his ground. Stood your ground. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of that. Which hats off to you, man. Yeah. That's that well, Texas uh, spirit. Like, well, I did. I got it. Sacrifice. All right. So this is Michael Berry. So yeah. my, Michael Berry comes into play because he finds out that, you know, we're shut down. We're in the shutdown. We're about two weeks into the shutdown. And my wife and I literally both wake up the, ne- the same day and we said, we got to do something about this. This is weird. It's just the energy. Right. So we both look at each other and say, okay, we contacted. We're in a village, right? It's called uh, Hedwig Village. Yeah. 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 I used to have a shop there. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So the, the mayor at the time, Brian Mickey. Badass dude. Thank you, Brian. So Brian and all the other mayors of the villages, we call them, we get together and we say, hey, here's our plan. We got a plan together. Michael Berry finds out about the plan, not through me, but through somebody else. Not making this up. The day before we're going to open, nobody knows about this, including the managers, any of my team. I'm getting in the shower, towel on only, right? I'm about to get in the shower. My phone rings and it's Michael Berry. Mm. I'm like, what the hell? I got to answer this, right? So I answer. I'm like, hey, Michael, what's up? It wasn't Michael. It was Ramon who runs his show. He goes, hey, get somewhere quiet. We got you on air in 30 seconds. (laughs) And I'm like, I look at my wife. I'm like, get the kids in the other room, right? And that's where it just blew up. It just blew up because then all of a sudden my phone, where he's asking me about it, we talk about it. And then all of a sudden from there on after, it was just, we had 3,000 calls that day for reservations. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. kind of a pressure. Nice. Like, I mean, <laughs> I love that. we were in the same thing. We weren't as big as you guys, right? So we were in a small deal. We're like, we can't shut down. Like, we yeah. are not shutting down. I've got to pay people, and you know, you can't be like, sorry, yeah, we'll we'll 
pay you bootmakers uh, when we can. It's impossible, right? It's impossible. You can't. We hire these people. It's a very niche thing. And the people are the number one thing. To lose those good people for whatever reason, you can't get them back, right? I'm sure you're top chef or your top people and all those things, right? You couldn't say it any better. And I really appreciate the way you you just said that because when we did reopen, it wasn't because of anything other than, I didn't even want to say defy Hildago, defy, you know, the laws, whatever. You can do whatever. They tried. I was on CNN. I was on Fox. I was on everything. It was exhausting. I wasn't doing it for that reason. It was because we were getting phone calls when you see Trump that was on TV every single day giving you updates we didn't know what was going on in our own state don't get me wrong we do some great stuff here but we weren't getting the information I was getting calls and guess what when you're in our kitchens and you're working in one in one restaurant they have two jobs most of these guys and guess where they are in another kitchen at night so it's a.m. during the day and p.m. at night and you're shut down we relate to that yeah yeah, yeah it's crazy we get it's it. like a craft right I mean it's yeah. craft making boots craft making food and it's a very specialty thing this is what they do They're exactly it except that when they don't have a say right when we're in the position of power I hate to say that when you say power it's like you're a leader and you have the ability to reopen I felt like it was our obligation at that moment to open because these guys all need they don't have the money they can't pay rent I was getting calls and we weren't rich but my wife and I had somebody still didn't own a house to this day to that day we had enough money saved up we figured it out and we said okay we can stay we can pay everybody for about four months and then we're done yeah. right if we weren't to be open and we'd be broke um, so that's where we turned around and said no we're we're opening this thing back up because these guys got to get back to work and not only that if you have HEB and Costco and everything and they're picking yeah. and choosing who can be open and yeah, who can't that's right, right. Are you got to be kidding me, right? So uh, I'm sh- I love that you guys did. Yeah, it's the same thing. This yeah. was happening all around the country. Yeah. So it yes. wasn't just local. Yeah. It was everywhere. And then you you actually are a trailblazer, which is absolutely amazing. Thank so you. what you did. And then we all saw it. Yeah. Well, it was, it, was it was scary because if we weren't in the Hedwig Village where we have our own police, mayor, and all that stuff, it, I couldn't do it at Shepherd Restaurant. You know, I mean, I probably would have regardless. Yeah. But... They could have come after us. City and Houston's just going to yeah. just, just hammer you. Right. I looked at my wife and said, here's, what, here's the deal. We, we, we had the pros and cons. You can go to jail for six months or whatever, or you can get fined for this. And we were okay with that. I was okay with that. I said, as long as you're good with the kids, let's do this. And she's like, I go. <laughs> she's like, it'll be a vacation. No, I'm kidding. She was just like. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom would say that. <laughs> yeah. But you know what was cool? During that whole process, this is the best, one of the best parts. During that whole process of reopening, um, I was getting calls throughout the entire country and they were calling and they because my phone was public We made it public because we said listen if you need food or anything like that Please just text me and we'll get it because we could do the to-go stuff. Sure. They were sending money from North Dakota from California from New York from all over and I'm talking about it was cute It was like a, a handwritten note by you know some old lady for five bucks cash, right? Wow, that's so cool. Checks written for five There's bucks like really good people out there. Oh, dude, it was awesome <laughs> But then I had an oil gas guy out of South Carolina call me said I want to meet you and uh, I want to send you 20 grand How do I get that to you? Wow. Right? So we had hundreds as soon as possible, but right I'm like not fast enough. Here's my Venmo <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the cool thing was is because we stayed open and we reopened, we didn't need the money. So we were able, when they didn't allow, this is the craziest stuff, when they didn't allow the hair salons and the gyms That's to right. reopen, yeah. except they allow restaurants, yeah. what the heck was that? So we took all that money, created a fund, and we sent it to all the local uh, oh, awesome. yeah, hair salons and the gyms. Yeah, That's so it was, cool. how awesome That's was that? Right there, yeah. oh, no, it was amazing, I mean, because other restaurants could have used that money for sure, but we were like, all right, we're good, what do we do? And it was awesome, so I'm not, I'm not trying to it's blow It's picking and choosing, though, that right. really kind of frustrated us. Yeah. And they said, you can't open if you're a Me boot too. shop, but 
if you're repairing something, then you can open it's up. Like, okay, I'm a repair <laughs> shop. That's right. I kind of wanted to be the outlaw to say like, you know, but no, I'm glad you did. It's in the past, man. It's just hopefully yeah. everybody's gonna wake up and not go through that stuff again. It's about the you know the the freedom, I guess, for the for the future. And that's stuff. the exact. That's my favorite word of this whole thing is the freedom to choose. Like if you don't want to go out because you're scared to get sick, then don't go out. Don't go. Right. right? Yeah. That's it. Period. But don't tell us that. So you want to wear a mask? I'm not going to judge you. Wear, wear 10 of them. I don't care. Yeah. Right? But just don't tell me I have to. That's what I said sure. to my staff, too. I said, listen, yeah. you guys want to wear a mask? Wear one. I'm not. I understand if you want to stay home. We're still going to pay you. You don't have to come to work, and you're not going to lose your job. You got a choice. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. it. It's so crazy to me, isn't it? Like yeah. where this world Let's went. Talk about your staff. I mean, so you've yeah. got now what six stores? Over yeah, yeah. We have six locations. That's, well, so our, our sixth one is under construction. So awesome. I mean, we were just talking about like yeah. store one, store two, and then now six, right? Yeah. To manage your staff of yeah three hundred something people. I don't That's know. right. Yep. I mean, right around how, there. How do you do that? How do, <laughs> the hardest thing is people. You can have the best food, the best processes, the best weather, whatever. Uh, but people are the are the hard. People. No, yeah, uh, this guy's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> we want to know, so yeah, he knows how to. We're taking it. notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I got to tell you, um, the biggest thing I could ever say and that, that I've learned over the course of the last three years, because when you say it went from one restaurant to six. Uh, that was only three years ago. We had one. Right. And then, boom, you know, we have five. Yeah. And I met with uh, Johnny Caraba, and I talked to Johnny a lot. Yeah, or not now, but He's often. a legend here in Houston. He's, the the yeah. food and all the stuff yeah. he does for Houston is fantastic. So. And it's just cool. And the biggest thing that you, I gained from him, and I know this anyways, and you guys are speaking it right now, is culture. And so what we spend most of our time on, I, we can't do this alone, right? you got a great team here. You guys, I've walked around your shop. This place is unbelievable. Your operation's stellar. It's awesome. And you see when you walk in there that you guys are smiling, yeah. and they're happy to be here, they love right? It. They yeah. love doing it. So how do you create that? And it gets harder and harder. You have some faults, don't get me wrong. But the biggest thing that we can say is, A, A I spend most of the time around the team. Hired a couple of coaches this year, actually, that do it way better than I do, that are teaching me to actually get better and better every single day. So invested in my, myself and the team to help coach us. So most of it is about culture. How do we take care of everybody? Who cares about the money will come? Don't, don't do this for the money. You do it because you have a purpose and the purpose is people. And it's how do we create more jobs? How do we create a great place for somebody who wanna say, I wanna go to work? Listen, we're not perfect. You're going to have days where you're just not going to want to go to work, let's yeah. be honest. But the biggest thing is culture. So if you can really hone down on what that looks like, what are the benefits that you can give to everybody? What's the reasoning for coming in other than money? But the cool thing is, it's like I'm sure you guys do this too, is when we're interviewing people, we're like, all right, where do you live? How far do you drive? How many kids do you have? What do you like to do outside? What are your hobbies? And what is your ultimate goal? Because this is not about federal grill. Yeah. This is right now you need to make your money. And if you haven't read it, but the, the book called Think and Grow Rich, have you guys heard of that, right, by Napoleon Hill? Yeah. One of the best books, oldest books around. Uh, everybody should read it. And so what I encourage everybody to do, and I'm listen, I'm a school dropout, okay? I didn't come from any money or any of that. One of those stories, I'm not going to doctor that up. But I did self-educate. 2007 was the first time I ever read a full book, and that was Think and Grow Rich. And so what that book teaches you about, like, do you, it, sorry, do you yeah. read or do you listen to audio books? Uh, both. Are you just going through? So you do both. I'm okay. better at listening than I am reading because yeah. I have you to drive in and you're just. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I have to reread my stuff every single yeah. time. I'm, I'm just curious yeah. on you. Yeah. Sometimes I get immersed inside of a book and I'm just flipping. Texas history is my thing, right? But yeah. <laughs> a lot of times those are not audio books. So, yeah. But I'd love to just listen to podcasts and, and audio books. I'm the same. Podcasts, yeah. I gain a ton, like yeah. a ton of that information. But Blinkist, if you haven't heard of Blinkist yet, download the app. Blinkist. Blinkist. Okay. It's, it's Cliff Notes. 
okay, is okay. all it is. So Blinkist, will, you can look up Think and Grow Rich, you can look up any Atomic Habits, whatever book you want. And it'll give you the, they call them the blinks, and it'll give you the 15 points of that book. Because that way you don't have to reread it. But if I'm going into a podcast, or I'm, yeah, yeah. oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so you can listen to a whole book, which is ours. Yeah. But then you can go to Blinkist and just get refamiliarized uh-huh. with whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's what that book was yeah. about. Because it's been a while. Yeah. But anyways, the, the point I'm getting to is when somebody's working at Federal and we ask them all these questions about themselves, of how, where are they going, where do they want to go? Let's say, for instance, they want to be an architect. I probably have 15 architects in my phone, and Think and Grow Rich will say, go work for the guy for free. Find the person that is the best at that position at where you want to go. You got to make your money so federal can be your day job, right? These are the cultural things that we're trying to talk about and say, go, we'll do your schedule here, but this is the best on-the-job training in the world. School, school, don't get me wrong. You're only going to learn so much at school. That's right. But you get somebody here showing you how to hands on hats and boots, yeah. you, you know, I mean, it's amazing stuff. So yeah. it's culture. Yeah. And we have we have our guy here, Josh, which is fantastic. He came with us two months ago, something like yep. that. Mechanic, you know, guitarist, just an artistic mind. He builds can, guitars. It, it, oh, nice. And, oh, and he's like, amazing. oh, my God, leather work. And just like this is your craft. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot. You know, we have uh, our good friends from Next Gen that are. Uh, about the crafts, right? So if you were an electrician or a metal worker or whatever, really push those kinds of things as opposed to the school. Yeah. You really learn it in school, right? Okay, it's, it's, it's kind of a weed out thing, but mm-hmm. trying to, and, trying the school's trying good. To force you into something. It's a different thing, yeah. What are you good at? And this, right. Or what's your interest? Go. Yeah. But even as businesses, bring yeah. your guy in, like just train them, like, you know, trying to find their niche of what they're good That's at. Right. And let and kind of help them as well go through that that path right there. And so yep. the great thing is you have the platform to kind of help these people, and we, we have the same here as well. That's exactly the reason why people say, "Why did you get into the business?" Now I had to at the time when I was twelve, but I really fell in love with it because the family that I worked for, all the way through eighth grade, once I hit high school, they were all about the people, and that's where I learned that I couldn't afford my. Uh, I played basketball my whole life, so in my seventh eighth grade suburban league, we had by team jackets they found out that i couldn't buy the jacket they bought it for me it was so awesome like that's the kind of stuff right so you're going through all that and you're like all right why am i doing this it's because of the fact of the amount of people that you can impact in a positive way period that's our why by the way if you ever listen if you ever listen to simon sinek you got to have a why simon sinek's the king at it so if you guys ever listen to him so most companies can't tell you the why or people can't tell you why they're doing what they do they do it for the money whatever why do you get up why do you want to do that so it's really cool to be able to impact everybody as much as possible in a positive way that's a big deal the name federal we kind of talked a little bit about it where where did that come from i mean why isn't it Matt Bryce, you know, no. what's, what's that all about? I mean, and uh, the meaning behind some of that. So Federal is a strong name. We were trying to figure out who we could pay tribute to with our family, whether it's my side of the family or my wife's side of the family. My wife's born and bred Texas, which I love, here in, here in Houston, many generations. And uh, her grandfather started a company called Federal Flange way back in the early 60s, I believe. Yeah, Federal Flange. Been around for a while. And they had 12 children, six girls and six boys, and lived in a 1,200-square-foot home with three bedrooms, six yeah. girls and six boys, right? Wow. And they, they lived that life, right? And then all of a sudden one day, you know, took off. And he was very, very loyal, very hard work, took care of his people. Yeah. And I heard the stories after story after story of what kind of person this guy was, Tommy Lyons. And so finally, I'm like, this is easy. And Federal is a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, and I added and I, American know, to it. So it's kind of cool. That's cool. So, you know, kind of blending some Texas history into some of this. Like I've been reading a lot about early days, even the Spanish days of Texas, right? So mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, 1700s, 1800s, and things like that. 
but the, 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 the folks that were against the royalist, mm -hmm. like this is the royal decree from Spain. You know, they were called the, the Republican, but that turned into the Federalist yep. at the time. Just an independent-minded folks that would have to be, you know, so that's always been that thread in Texas history beyond when the Spanish crown went out and the Mexican independence of 1821 came in. It was this civil war between the centralists, Santa Ana, mm -hmm. and the federalists of, of the Texians and the uh, the Tejanos that, that blended together to fight for freedom. So yeah, in Texas, it's a very strong word as well. Yeah. And so it's got, it's got these threads going back, you know, a couple hundred something years here. That I people, love that. People fought and died for this independent, self-reliant thing. We do not need to be controlled by a centralist government, Santa Ana, mm -hmm. come and take it, you know, kind of thing. That's what, what we said back to them during those times. But that even went back farther beyond the 1835-36. It goes back to the, the Spanish royalists as well. So that's where I'm really kind of focusing my history these days on. So it's fascinating. If you don't mind me asking, what what made you dig so far into Texas history? Oh, this is great. Now what we're interviewing. Now we're <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I don't mean. No, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm really curious. Yeah, no. Sorry. Well, maybe know, maybe right, now's not his the, favorite subject. Maybe now's not the time, but hour and half, I just <laughs> I got to hear it real right, fast. No, I mean, so I, again, I, I grew up like my, my family is big. You know, they came from they're Germans, right? Conrad's yeah. right. So they came over and uh, you know, they were big in the independence movements of America as well, you know, kind of coming over and fighting against the crown, of the, the English crown. That's why we shouldn't have crown royal here, by the way. I've been thinking a lot about that. <laughs> I just asked for it, so. I know. And it was a prominent custom. Yeah, I know. So, we, kind we of anti-crown. We, we, we do what we cater to you, folks. So, so when they, they came to Texas in 1836, and they signed the Texas Declaration of Independence, and their families started, um, you know, we, we started coming down here, and I was just like, you know, my family would always say, like, look, you've got, there's, it's fascinating, you got to dig into this. So I started reading. Talk yeah. about reading history book after history book. I'm like, I was never taught this stuff. This is sure. fascinating yeah. stuff. Listen to uh, Judge Ken Wise over here, right. and Wise about Texas <laughs> in the house right here, and just sparking a lot of these, um, these, these, these motivations to to learn. So the more that I dug into it, the more that I learned, um, the more that I realized that that you know, the word wasn't out there. Um, about to have a meltdown. So. The, the, <laughs> the second part of that is that. Um, when I was very young, I went to Russia as, a, as like a U.S. ambassador at age 15 to uh, teach the, the new dissolved uh, USSR Russians a democracy. And I was like, wow. Right? This 15? is. Yes. This even know tanks, tanks, exactly. tanks blowing up buildings kind of thing. And it was the. the I should have gone, right? It was very scary. But it opened my mind. I was like, wow. And every, but so I was like, I need to get on this massive travel thing. So I've been traveling for 20 something years solid. You know, I still go to Kazakhstan every month, going to Germany at the end of the year. Really? And, um, but if you go to these places, you see their perception of Texas as self-reliant, independent. Yep. Um, they, they handcrafted, so we don't put up with anything. Kind of, so um, I wanted to know more because these people were craving this story. So I, sure. I had to know the story and start reading. Got it, that makes myself, sense. And then teaching them. As well, so this kind of dual dualist uh, situation it helped propel like opening the store, like create something like that's amazing. So we had to create this, just put everything you had into it, just struggling. How am I going to make payroll? All these yeah. same, same stories, right? Yeah. For a vision, you know, to, to get to this next level. So that's amazing. That's that's my blankest, my cliffness version of, of why we're here. Perfect. Right? Thank well, you. Well, it's kind of like well, what you. you've done is, is you create this this loyalty with. with but because of your behavior and mm -hmm. and and your your integrity and that kind of thing and your passion, Chris has done the same things. And that's right. 
successful businessmen. And that's what you guys have created. Isn't it's it? Amazing. Thank you I for that, it. honestly, because it's way bigger than this. This yeah, is, right? It's, it's, it's a little right. vessel here and there, but it's, it's your ability to impact everybody as much as you can and to have, yeah. not the word voice, but it's more of the fact of the leadership of what you can do, you know, and just really lead the way for everybody else. And it's a big deal, because I never thought I would do that. And yeah. COVID was just God saying, this is your time to do something. And for whatever reason, we did it. And here we are on your show. And then before that, I mean, I can't tell you how many shows I was on, never mind news yeah. and all that. I'm a restaurant guy. I was in kitchens my whole life. Come on, right? Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, all right, yeah. wait a second. You know, there's something bigger here. Uh, what can we do with this? Not for me selfishly, but for everybody else, right? And so how can we get that word out? And man, I couldn't tell you, Texas is the best place you could ever want to be, especially yeah. during those times, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And, you know, yesterday at that luncheon, you know, yeah. it was kind of that was kind of a microcosm mm -hmm. of that shared vision of business owners. And that's what I loved so much about being there was the fact that, you know, we kind of have, we're all sitting around your restaurant and enjoying the food that, you know, your team. I was hoping to have some of that short rib, by the yeah. way. That was oh, amazing. Yeah. That, was, that was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. I and I really, I do want to hear about <laughs> how you have created your menu. I do want sure. to hear. Sure. Yeah, that was my question. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We'll, but, we'll get to that. But yes. yeah, but it's it's a microcosm of that shared vision of all of these of all of these business owners that have gathered together and really are trying yeah. to accomplish that same mission of, of the freedom and the sacrifice and the just mm -hmm. just helping each other and building. And so I think it was just it was a really great opportunity to see that on full display. And I thought it was it was emblematic because it was at your place at sure. Federal American. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and, and the fact that you had kind of set the stage maybe not on purpose but you set the stage for that because of what happened during covid right so that was that was incredible that then happened and i thought that was so once again hats off to you and your your team for everything you did and for yesterday too that was great well thanks yeah. i mean michael is his call right and it's weird how everything kind of manifests itself when you when you do something yeah. and you envision it and you keep going and for that to be it's kind of became the hub because obviously of what we did. And Michael loves it because he knows that people trust us, you know, with not only our views and things of that nature, but also uh, who we are. And they know when they come in, they're gonna be taken care of. And right. so being able to do that, we've done many of these events with Michael since, since 2020. Sure. It's been pretty, pretty amazing. And I'll be his first call. And I appreciate that almost, you know, every single time just to, to be there. I look at myself saying, how the heck did we get here, right? I'm sure yep. you look at this, I, that, that room full of people like yesterday yes. you just sit back Surreal. and be like without a doubt like, i can't yeah. believe this no. i mean like you know like three years they're ago, all like, here I, and you're yeah. part of that i mean yeah, yeah right which is yeah. strange again because you got to look outside your body and say why am i in this <laughs> room <laughs> for me it's a god thing but it's also yes it's also just that persistence like you just get beat down like i told bill we talked about this yesterday yeah. i'm going here it's going to be like <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as yeah, two steps not, forward, one yeah, step yeah. back. All and, just, and, and people business. think when you have a business like this, it's all about the money. And that's the no. least thing that you think about. It's not. It, it's it, not. It, right. It is. It's not about the money. It's it's, it's yeah. about your passion and feeding yeah. that and seeing right. the light at the end of the tunnel and, and, and keeping growing people and growing your 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 the, the culture and yes. everything. Uh, that's why I always tell everybody um, it's about you got to have a purpose. 
And as long as you have a purpose, the rest will come. And authenticity is the highest energy wave you can ever think of, more so than love, more so than anything. When you're authentic in who you are and in your word, you're going to see the attraction that's going to occur. And I've only learned this over the course of the last three, four years. And it's wild because I will tell you like it is. I will never lie to you. I will never tell you anything that's not true, right? And as long as you do that and you're truly there for them, like when somebody says, Matt, what about you really mean if I work here a day, you're okay with it? 100%. If it's better your life, federal will be fine. It's better with you. But if it means you to move on to the we, next level, we get it. and we help you, the money is a byproduct, right? So we're, allowed, we're able to do so awesome, so much good with it. That's why the money is great. Don't get me wrong. Do I want a nicer car? Absolutely, I want a nicer car. That's just our life, our material. Do I need it? Absolutely not. But when you have it, sure. But guess what? We're able to raise so much money for all of these. Look at uh, Camp Hope. We're so involved. We're as involved as we that, can. Yeah, wrong. and that's just a small thing. I mean, look at Russell Yobara and all these other oh, guys. It's not yeah. small. Yeah, no, I, I, we do we do as yes. much as we can, yes. but that's a big deal because when you start to make more money, then that's what it's there for. Right. Yes, you're going to buy a nicer house. Yes, 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 you're going to be able to do that. Guess what? The people that aren't able to do that, you can help them out too. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to see where it goes. But if you have that pur purpose, and it took me a while to figure my purpose out, but I know my purpose, and my purpose is to be there for others. That Where I grew up, which I love, Chicopee, Massachusetts, is a small place in Massachusetts, Western Massachusetts. And you know, your average income there to this day is $39,000 a year. Wow. And right, and the education isn't great and it's not the nicest place in the world. I had a great, great upbringing, by the way. I'm not saying anything bad, my friends are amazing. But it's just when you look at that, then you can go back and help everybody else out and be like, you know what? Just read this book. Just do this. You know, here's a charity we can contribute to. That so. upgrading, upgrading, upbreeding, up, up, bringing yourself up is what uh, allowed you to be who you are today. It's perspective. Yes, really. it's perspective. It's, yeah, you got to have yeah. that understanding. Yeah. Yep, without a doubt. You know, when you see your parents cutting coupons every morning, you know, it gets a little 100%. bit. And you recognize that. My brother, who's. I live that. Yes. My brother, who's my, uh, who's my hero, by the way, is a cop in our hometown to this day. And he's a veteran. He did three tours. So he's a badass. I uh, love him to death. And so he's still there all the time. And he'll always say, how did you do this? How did you do this? I don't understand. And he saw. I had bust my butt every single day. Cook, I had a paper route back in the day, right? Love it. <laughs> and dishwashing. And yet, you know, he's like, how the heck did you do it? And so I'm able to help him out as well. So just an honor, you know. Let's get to your, your second question. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> Madam producer may be cutting us off here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I have, I have two quick questions. Two quick questions. Let it go. Is, uh, first one is you, you said you make the rounds to like 30 different restaurants. Yeah. I want to know what is the secret when you walk in mm -hmm. and you have that cocktail, you try that how quickly can you tell or and how can you tell it is. <laughs> what's the telltale sign that uh, they've got it together without a doubt it's like anywhere you walk into a room if you walk into a room you know the energy yep and it's all it's all about that so you know that when your wife is upset with you <laughs> you know what i mean right it doesn't happen that often but when it does i'm really not and i run no but <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> but you know i don't She's argue I, yeah exactly no no i run um, but it's when you walk into the restaurants, you just kind of know what the energy's like. So if you if you have that low energy, it's hard to explain only because it's true. And I know you saw it as soon as, soon as I said it. 
but that's exactly what it is. Is yeah. the music sure. playing at a great level? Are the, are, is the lighting right? Is Are the bartenders moving around even when it's not busy? Yeah. Are they saying, hey, how are you? They're happy to be there. That's a recipe for success. I don't care if your food's not even that good. So it's like a vibe. It's a vibe 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because you can go to a fancy, low-key restaurant you know, that has the best food in the world, except that the experience isn't that great. I don't want to go back. I mean, right. I'm not, I love great food. Don't get me wrong. I might go back, but not often. I want somebody that's like high energy and is like, come on in. Vibe is so important. How's your family? And I'm so in tune to it. Yep. Honestly, if, if, if something's off, like if I don't, if that music stops, like I just freak yes. out. Yes. Exactly. Same thing. Right? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We get it. We're all yeah. the same wavelength. <laughs> and I worry every day because you talk about culture and when you can't be in the restaurant. I know, I know when we had one restaurant that maybe it wasn't the greatest, but I know I made it as great as I could. And I made, I knew you mm-hmm. every time you walked in. It's getting harder and harder now because yeah. I'm not there. But going back to the question is the culture is guys it's all about the experience you're going to screw up i'm okay with it because guess what nobody's perfect but as long as you're there and they know that you're going to take care of it that's all people want to know it's called trust so what your food's cold all right get you i got you you don't have to say why you don't have to say we're understaffed we don't have to say we have too many you don't give an excuse you just say i got you fix it give me a few minutes be right back how are you is everything good you know like it's just not that not that hard it's not you know but you got to be authentic. you got to care. Authentic. That's it. Yeah. Yep. So, so that's your second question. question was, yes. That's all right. I, Chris, do you have time for the boot of the week? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do boot of the week. <laughs> okay. Here we all go. Right. Oh, all right. He wants, she wants my next question. All right. Yes. My next question is. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm listening to my question. I love it. Here. Yes. Okay. The next question. Can you do both is, at the same time? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, how do you, ch- how did you craft your menu? How did you come up with. I saw something about French stuff that right. you did in the past. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that in your background yeah, and in your and roots. And that's part of my question too. Yeah. Is, is that so with, we, we talked about all the different foods and all the different menus that are in this city. Yeah. How did you hone in on one particular area? What, how did you do that? All right, before I answer that, I have a dream that I want to open up a restaurant and on there, I want to get everybody's okay. Go to Carabas, go to you know Ruth Chris, Chili's, whatever, and get the best item on every single menu and open up the menu and call it theirs and give them credit. Oh, yeah. I just think that would be awesome. That would be cool. Partially where I'm going with this. Okay. Is, I want to talk about that later because I had a dream about that. I love I'm that, man. Kidding. I did. And call it chameleons. Yeah. Uh, we are on this. This is, this is bizarre. This is totally She's laughing, bizarre. so there must have been something. I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I really had a dream about this. Did you really? Yes, I did. I love it. So we'll talk about so, it off here. The, Mon- uh, the Monte Cristo from Bennigan's. Remember that thing? Yes. Oh, yes. God. I mean, it's like I love Monte like Cristo. 18. You go and you, yeah. you pick one of the best holes from each of the courses, you know, salt That's grass it. and whatever. Same That's thing. Right. Same idea. And everybody's going to come to your restaurant or exactly. your golf course. You play, yeah. Well, for me, it was the first two years of being open. We opened more as a steakhouse because that was my background before. And so, and we were in not really the Heights, but on Shepherd's considered the Heights, you know? Uh, And so when we opened, we were more expensive. Yada, yada. I met with Johnny Caraba. We were failing. And we met with him and he was opening Grace's the same time we opened. It was another concept that Johnny Caraba opened up a restaurant tour here in Houston. And he had his first taste of blood. My wife was friends with him, called him up and said, hey, we're not doing so well. Can we meet with you? And he's like, absolutely. Can you be here in 30 minutes? We're up in his office, not kidding. I'm a man, I don't cry, I was crying. We were up in his office, my wife, him, and myself. We had a hard truth, and we said, what are we doing wrong? I won't tell you the rest of that story. I'll just say we went back to the restaurants, we all talked, and we talked to every guest that was walking in. What do you wanna see on the menu? What do you like? What do you like over here? We recreated the entire menu. I added the cheeseburger egg rolls that time. I, I so came up. Dude, those are, so the, that was a Friday night. I fell asleep. I dreamt. I'm not kidding. This is real. I dreamt of the cheeseburger egg rolls. Woke up the next morning. I made them 
30 different times until they became amazing. They're our number one seller on the menu to this day. And they're delicious. Yeah. My wife made a 3,000-ish playlist that was fun before we had Frank Sinatra playing. Don't get me wrong. I love Frank. He's old school, but it was boring. Yeah. Everybody in the restaurant, they were just sitting there, and it was boring. Yeah. So we recreated the whole menu to put on some fan favorites. I actually have a few items on there from Chili's, except made way better, you know, because I was an yeah. old Chili's oh, guy. Yeah, sure. All right, Texas, by the yeah. way, 1975. They opened right. here in Texas. So it was one of those things where we just kind of did a collaboration of all some of these greats and then what our regulars wanted to see. And I got to tell you, that third year, you just saw us. It just took off. It was crazy. The smoky old fashioned. Uh, yeah, that's the number one. The smoking man. gun. What? So good. Yeah. Did that come, was that? I mean, I don't know if you guys yeah. created that or whatever. We did. But, but everybody did. in Houston, you know, being oil and gas guys, are like, oh, we got to go after the happy hour, smoky old fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> so we went. Yeah, those yeah, are, yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so good. The, our original restaurant, because it's a one story, so we would barrel aged these old fashioned. So we made the concoction, the whole barrelish, simple syrup and whiskey. We use bourbon and we use a rye in that recipe. Mm. And we use the bitters and whatnot. And we put them in French oak and we put them on the roof because the roof would absorb with the temperature oh, wow. all the flavors from the barrel, right? So we'd, we'd put them up there for weeks, month at a time. Yeah, and then we'd bring them down. So we did this process for a long time and that became our barrel aged old fashioned. Then we decided to add the cherry with smoke to it, which then became like the the barrel aged, you know. And you had the whole experience of opening amazing. it up, and you. Yeah, and it smells like a campfire. You know, you're around a campfire, so, so it's I, still it's still my favorite. We keep getting wrap up, but this may end up just turning into a two-parter. <laughs> 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 keep going. <laughs> the know, boot. I'm going to get. In I think she's saying, yeah, okay. "Where's, where's the boot? Where's, where's the boot?" We're trying to give you the boot. Yeah. Sorry, producer. Adam, producer. So That's, we always do a boot awesome. of the week. So we always kind of highlight different details. We are we're inside the famous RBC shop here, the Republic Boot Company. We're on the stage here. This is this guy was at your store yesterday. This is Jason Troy's boot from Oop Steam Cleaning, uh, and it's ooh, really ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> do a Shirley Q liquor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. It's a family show. Uh, but this is suede hippopotamus on the bottom. We have a shark tops. The whole thing is like you know exotic, which is. Very interesting. And I don't remember exactly what that logo is. Do you remember? Callaway. I don't know if Callaway's over there. Maybe you could tell us what that actual logo is. I can't for. remember. Looks like it's a particular deal. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. it's a it's a very cool boot. It's got the natural sole on the bottom. You can do black, brown, but the natural is very, very cool because it just kind of shows off the, it off. the character of that, that earth tones. I love it. Yeah. So very nice. We thought that was a very unique boot that you know you never see shark tops on a hippopotamus bottom, right? <laughs> we a lot of stuff going on. People that come here, they don't realize we start talking about Komodo dragons and stuff, and just kind of lose their <laughs> lose their mind on this kind of stuff. Man, so that's awesome. Thank what you? What is our? What's the future? Where, yeah. where are you going? Yeah. What, what are we doing here? Well, we're on number six, and I got to say that uh, I have big goals, big big, big goals, and it's it's got to be perfect or close to it. It'll never right. be perfect. But I want to open about, about 50 restaurants, you know, we'll see. All Most, the same. Mostly here. Uh, it doesn't need to be the same, okay. but for now, it's going to stay the same, and it could be all over Texas. We're looking in San Antonio. We're looking in Dallas. We're looking in all over different parts of Houston, that kind of stuff. But it's got to be organic. It's got to be right, and I'm not rushing it. So, you know, my team is amazing. Uh, we talk about everything. This isn't the Matt Bryce show where it's got to be me. I get everybody involved and say, do you guys want to do this? Do you not want to do this? So, yeah. But I do have big dreams, and my wife loves it. And even though I work so much, I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old, yeah. you know, that I get to see. But at the same time, you know, I love building mostly and, you know, especially creating the jobs for the people. Yeah. Well, you're doing something right. I'm, you know, obviously, we've been to the Shepherd location, the I-10 location, the yeah. Katie location, myself and my wife. And every time, it's, it's a unique experience every time we go. 
Thank every you. all Thank your you. your people. It, it, it's are amazing. Thank you very much. They take care of us, hundred percent. So you you yeah. are doing something right. You've created that this brand, this, this loyalty, and your your teams are outstanding. Thank you. That means and the food is and the food is fantastic. Right? Yeah, that that means the world to me. Yeah, it's really, really good. That's the best compliment you could ever say, even more so than the food. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah. It's wonderful. Because I know they want to hear that too. Because you know everybody's working hard, and we talk about that with the leaders. We don't talk about managers. You can manage to make your bed every day. It's more about being a leader or a coach. And if you can be a coach to help somebody coach somebody up, that's what we're trying to do. So thank you for that comment. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, you can find you online. What, yeah. I mean, you can find us on, on Facebook and Instagram yeah, and all those things, right? And he's yeah. got his own podcast coming out as well. Yeah, we do. And then thefederalgrill.com if you want to check us out online, thefederalgrill.com. Just coming to Houston. Is it only Houston right now? Uh, we have one restaurant that we opened 11 months ago in Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. So yeah. if you're out in Scottsdale. Okay. I will be sorry. visiting that in March. Sorry. So I how did love that, it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit trail. <laughs> Why is Scottsdale? Because <laughs> it's right. awesome. Well, it's, it, <laughs> right, but what? It is awesome, it's but when you're loyal, your to, connection. when you're loyal uh, to my best friend, who we used to run Chili's back in the day together from Connecticut, um, we go way back. He moved out there. He's an empty nester. He and his wife, and I built this restaurant around him. There's nobody more I trust. He gets a percentage Character. of it. That's this guy right here. Yeah, yeah but sure. I trust him, and he's. I've wanted to work with him forever, and wow. here we are. Love it. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so. very much. Again, Thank Matt you. Bryce, uh, the Federal Grill. Check him out. Thank you. Adios.